0: Vai tava problēma ir tā, ka es sieviete? Mēs to atrisināsim. Mīļas dāmas un cilvēki, esiet sveicināti podkāstās starp mums, meitenēm runājot ar Džēmu Sudraba. Well, let start with the introductions. Uh, I will tell you a bit about the podcast that we are recording, and uh, we started this podcast um, almost two years ago actually and uh, it was because we had the feeling that there's not enough conversation about women's rights and, and, and LGBT rights from like a positive perspective and I myself have been a feminist for uh, quite a long time and I was a bit like broken I had the feeling that nothing is changing and we're just like all the discussions that I had were just you know still discussing if feminism is a real issue or maybe it's something that you know we've just imagined, and everything is actually really good because you know Latvia had a female president, and how bad is that? Uh, we can you know own our own money. Why should, why are we always complaining? Is it the period, etc. So um, at one point I, I, I understood that you know I just can't do this anymore, and uh, and also there's this like other part of of feminism which is. Uh, especially here in Latvia, and especially for me, I'm a very gloomy person, so it's always very depressive. Everything is really bad. Nothing good is happening. It's, it's going to be even worse. Look at what's happening in Hungary, in Poland, and then there's Trump, and then there's Boris Johnson, and, 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 and then you just get overwhelmed. I was going to say, actually, after this... I don't
1: oh, yeah, think that's think, on.
0: It's, I can...
1: Is it on? Is it on? Yeah. It's
2: on. I'm just that quiet. I was going to say <laughs> I'm really relating to these feelings as of this morning, which was yeah. yeah. Some Not tears, bad, yeah. one or two t- tears
0: this morning. No. So so we wanted to kind of create a pos- more positive space, but where we are also going deeper in, in, in what it means to be a woman uh, in 21st century. Really careful, careful, careful. So, yes, hold on to your beers. And... Um, Yes, and so usually we invite uh, women or people who identify as women, or at least who are kind of crossing the borders of what would, we would call normal here, here in Latvia, and um, and. Um and we really, really also wanted to support the Drag King Festival because this is something that really coincides with what we're doing. So here today, uh, we have a very fantastic couple uh, uh, at our podcast. Usually we do one-on-one conversations, but we realize we can't just, you know, split you. Uh, and um, and it's Adam, mm, Adam All
3: and Apple Derriere. Yeah. Am I saying it right? Yeah. I made it (laughs) quite difficult to say on purpose because I was taking the piss out of Drag Queen's name. So, yeah. (laughs) I I basically cause people problems. And it is actual apple derriere's plural, but it doesn't really make sense. So, yeah, you're you're fine. Bottoms. (laughs) Like, two bottoms. Many bottoms. Many. (laughs)
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And uh, I thought... Can you tell, tell a bit what you are going to do here in Latvia? Oh, we're really excited. We're going to be running a workshop tomorrow and the next day,
2: which we're going to, um, in which we're going to explore the history of drag kings, the current drag king scene and how to become a drag king, including uh, performance elements, creating a character and also
0: getting dressed up have a go at some of the contouring and some of the fun stuff like that. Well, and i think for me as a woman uh, well the reason why i started doing stand-up i think one one part of that was of course self-expression but the other was just having an opportunity to wear too much makeup and and you know and then and then i go to a vintage store and there's this jacket and i'm like I would never, like, where would I wear something like that? There's never a good opportunity when you, you know, you go to office. This is a perfect opportunity. (laughs) This is a perfect opportunity, (laughs) I know. And this is what what I'm thinking uh, when I see you. (laughs)
3: Well, I don't actually ever wear any makeup when I do drag. No. No, Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. I think that drag is all about um, emphasising that which has made you othered in in some way. So I think, um, you know, with with drag kings, um, often these are non-binary, AFAB um, people that are emphasising their masculinity in a heightened way, so through costuming and makeup. And I think for me, um, as a cis woman, Um, I'm always sort of told that I'm too much, I'm too brash, I'm too loud, I'm too colourful. So I'm like, how about this then? (laughs) So yeah, so I think absolutely, I think drag is a wonderful opportunity to explore um, and um, yeah to express yourself through through makeup and clothes.
0: And Adam, you also said that uh, at one point in your life, you realised that there are so many situations where uh, uh, you are mistaken to be a guy, and then you s- decided to have the last laugh. I thought this is hilarious. Well, honestly, I mean,
2: I really struggle still with public toilets, and I, and I just just going into a public toilet right now is, is... And it's getting worse, and a lot of people I speak to, um, they're finding that it's getting worse. There's just an odd sort of funny look, and now it's a, it's a triple take. It's not just, oh, I'm not sure if that person is supposed to be in here wait a minute it might be one of those weird trans people or weird gay people and then then they then they're like I've seen them on the television but not in the wild and they they don't know what to do with their faces and then they forget that they're staring at you and then you're like dude I am washing my hands like how is this a thing right now and yeah no there's I mean it's just it's the 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 bottom line is, we treat what we perceive as a man different to what we perceive as a woman. We will speak to them differently, we will appreciate them differently, we will um, expect different things from them, and that is fundamentally wrong. It just is, it's wrong. It And because because we do that, it, it, it forces a sort of, um, a characteristic onto someone, and it, it really limits what you think you can achieve and what you think you can be, and and it starts to um, it dilutes you into a, into a into one channel, into one box, and I think that's that's what's damaging. I think that um, I see both sides of it. I, I'm treated as a, as if I'm a man, and I'm treated as if I, as if I'm a woman. And and I'm and constantly frustrated by both examples. <laughs> Let's start with respect instead of any of the rest of it. Um, you know, like normal. I'm buying milk. What's wrong with you? But <laughs> you know, but why? And, and you know, how is my genitalia even responsible for this action? It's not. It really isn't. You know, like we're not doing anything with that right now. So I kind of I. I would like to to see that change, I think through drag we can really begin to dismantle those blocks that divide and sort of say, well, do you know what, I exist, I walk around and I exist and I exist all the time, not always in costume, but I'm always existing. Why does there need to be a difference between one and the other,
0: why can't we just exist? But do you think that someone thinks that you're a guy, is this an upgrade socially? Um, <laughs> well, because there are these stories uh, about trans people uh, that you know, if you uh, if you have been a woman and you transition into ma- into being male, then you you see others starting to treat you with more respect and, and getting more career chances, etc. And I think that it, it I think that it can often be um, I think men think it is.
2: Mm. Um, <laughs> not all. Not all. Hashtag um, yes. not all men. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they really try to champion that one. <laughs> um, I think that, uh, yeah, there, there lies the problem. That's where the problem is. That it's supposed to be this massive. No, I don't aspire to be a man. I can dress as one,
3: quite convincingly. I think it's very different talking about this kind of upgrading of um, masculinity and maleness, and, and especially both of us being AFAB. Um, people, humans, um, that we have a very different experience when we talk to men, for example. And obviously we work within the cabaret world. Those of you that don't know what we do, we, we run cabaret nights as well as performing. So actually in January, we will produce produced our 100th Drag King show. Woo! which is pretty amazing. But we've had a really interesting journey through that. Mm. And I think something that might be relevant to this conversation is the fact that actually, as a hyper feminine presenting woman, you know, when I'm assertive in some certain env- environments, I'm I'm perceived as being too much, too strong. You know, bossy, assertive, confident becomes Bitchy. bitch. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. um, or above your station or whatever else. And the kind of the, the kind of same uh, role that I might take that I might have would be totally accepted if I was a man and big. Uh, you know, th- and I think that that's something definitely. Mm. Um, that we see because quite often um, I'll do a lot of the running about and the admin kind of side of things and I will know the information. Adam and I are standing next to each other and all of the questions are directed to Adam. I'm going and I'm literally like people, people looking boy. over my head and it's hard because the wigs are big. So I'm like, you're doing really well to look past me. I'm literally stood here <laughs> looking like a Christmas tree and you're managing to ignore me. So um, yeah, I think that there's definitely an element of um, differential yeah, treatment. There's a, that's the patriarchy. There yeah. you go. Right there. That is it. I
2: think it's um, I think it's really scary to see. I think I've experienced... Um, a different element of this this sense of usurping power as if you're not, you shouldn't have this power, you shouldn't have this position, you have a vagina, how dare you? It's like, what? Um, I've worked in male dominated environments my whole life, some of them massively out of um, the performance industry. And in those, in, in those worlds where it's very much behind closed doors, it's sort of a clique, it's sort of a group. Um, you are as a as a sort of female body person you walk into this space and it's almost as if you've you know you you're an alien from outer space they're absolutely not welcome in any way shape or form and it's and it's extremely strange to try to dismantle that and you have to use their tools to do it so then you almost end up becoming the thing that you despise just to dismantle the thing that you just dis- Wow, it's a fun game. <laughs> but no, it's like usurping power,
0: that's what it is. That's what it's seen as. So there's a deeper meaning when you are performing as a guy, you are performing as this shy guy. So you're playing a, playing a game with masculinity and...
2: Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. That's perverse. Like, <laughs> why can't you just be like a normal guy? Like I am a normal guy. In, insulting people <laughs> and just like, no. Not
3: wearing something pink. Right? Who doesn't love pink? I think the comment of it is is that actually one one thing that we get from a lot of shows is a lot of normal guys. I mean, what is normal for one? But a lot of um, guys actually, you know, um, AMAD, you know, assigned male at birth, um, uh cis men whatever word, term you want to use um actually feel that this kind of idea of toxic masculinity is incredibly um limiting for them and actually the kind of role that toxic masculinity plays in gender is incredibly destructive it's the kind of it's the, it's a big weapon when we talk about the patriarchy and we talk about expectations and they're in you know the, the limitations that are the result of those expectations toxic masculinity is the thing that I think is really interesting that we've seen drag kings really start to dismantle, to poke fun at, and also to present alternatives to. And lots of, um, you know, men actually come up after the show and say, my goodness, I really enjoyed the show tonight. I actually felt really empowered to Adam. You know, you made me feel something that I felt when I was coming out but then people go into the world and they have to do the things that, is, that are presented to them. You've gotta be butch, you've gotta be strong, you have gotta be this, but you're like, I'm no. gonna wear pink and I'm gonna do this. And actually there's power and strength in that too.
1: Mm.
3: Yeah, I think that there's, um, I think that, that
2: guys that, that find a voice to say they relate to my character, I think that's really powerful. And that's something I didn't really expect, particularly from the queer community I expected there to be this animosity between the AMAB queer community and the AFAB queer community, so the assigned male at birth and the assigned female at birth. Often they're very segregated. Can you say this again? So um, AFAB is short for assigned female at birth. Whether or not you associate with that term you might be a trans man, you might be a non-binary person, but if you're assigned female at birth then we use the term AFAB. It's just a bit more inclusive than female. And then AMAB is the same, but assigned male at birth, the way around. So just, in the queer community, there's quite a segregated scene. It's very much like, dudes over there, girls over
3: there. And I kind of find it really upsetting. It has, it's it's not really, I mean, things are getting a lot more progressive, I
2: think. Yeah, things are getting better. Yeah. But they were better, and then they got a lot worse. And now they're getting better again. Mm. But it's not great. And I think it's I think it's odd, but I think that the drag king community is really beginning to bridge that gap, slowly but surely, because mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's it's all drag. So, but do you have to spend a lot of time, like during a, your daily lives, educating people about being non-binary, using the correct pronouns? Um... I would if I bothered. Oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Sorry. I do occasionally bother. I don't often bother. I think if somebody's um, gonna ask me about it, then I'll give
3: them the time of day and if they're just gonna... I I find it really interesting this, the the kind of conversation about language and pronouns because I think that we have this in, um, in the UK that actually people say that it's not grammatically correct to use there when you're talking about a non-binary person, but yet if you're ordering a taxi and you don't know what gender the person's gonna be, you're like, well, just ask them to stop at the cash point. So we know that that is grammatically correct, but I know in other countries- um, It's different. The language is different. It's different, like I heard in um, Prague, for example, they actually don't have a way of making the language more inclusive, I think. Somebody was telling me it's very, or, or not that it, they don't have, but it's very difficult. Is it the same in Latvia? Yeah. To make it, it's very difficult. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm not this supposed
0: this. to be asking questions.
3: No no no, 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 you, no. You can definitely ask questions. It's. Uh,
0: it well, it is, it is a discussion how to make the language more exclusive, uh, inclusive. Uh, well, yes, the, the, yes, it is very exclusive. And, and probably there's a lot of people who are having a discussion about how to make it more exclusive.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, and that, you know, it will just change everything how our society works. These two things, toilets, how people use toilets. And if there's going to be someone, who has the wrong genitalia and wants to be called in a different way or is, is called in a way that you can't understand if it's it's a he or a she it will change the way how our society works and uh and then i'm thinking about estonians which is a nearby country uh we're just they are mixing it up all the time and they're speaking in english because they just don't they don't have he and she and uh and so and that country is kind of doing okay <laughs>
3: moogle <laughs> i just think it's really odd this Maybe obsession that. with toilets because it's like <laughs> there's gonna be a really dangerous
1: person with a, a
3: vagina coming into the toilet <laughs> oh my God. you know like what like when people come around your house for a pee or a poo or whatever they're doing i mean gosh when i sat talk about it, it sounds so childish <laughs> i mean you know you don't say i'm sorry i'm gonna just have to look in your pants and see what's going on before i let you you, you <laughs> what it's just not information that we, we require to go about our bodily functions. You know, I mean, it's do we need a disclaimer when we fart? I mean, God, sorry. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it is odd. But I mean, yeah, we don't, have, we don't have two toilets at home, do we? We don't make everyone go to two different toilets. Some of us have two toilets at home, but those people are rich. Rich
3: people. <laughs> they don't matter. And they're very tutorial.
2: <laughs> oh, gallows humour. Can I ask you a question? Like, I
0: really wanted to ask
2: you, how did you meet? Oh, we met at uni. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty Disney. We met at uni when we were 19, Last and year. um <laughs> which yes, which was
0: last year. <laughs> it sounded like really like twenty years ago. <laughs> it was last year. It was still yeah. the colonist the party in charge. Um Uh she lived can I tell
2: the real story? No. Yeah, no. it depends. She left she lived <laughs> next the real door to my girlfriend and um who got quickly done <laughs> No, to be fair. I um I fell in love with you at first sight and it was insane, and I had no idea what to do with it, so I told you, and you went, where? <laughs> um, and then I tried to be friends with you, and it was like way too hard. <laughs> so when you changed universities, we didn't see each other for ages and ages. You tried, you tried I to stay for friends. for weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um,
2: and then you just finished drama school, and I was doing a drinking show in London, Um, and I said hey do you want to meet up you kind of chased me down to be fair you found me on Facebook and we were talking for a bit and then I was like oh I'm going to be in London actually do you want to meet up and so we did and then we got really drunk um, that's it and that's it
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that, at least that's as much as you're getting.
3: and then it gets a bit X-rated. <laughs> There's a lot of our uh, history that starts that way, and then we got really drunk. Um, no, no, it doesn't. We don't endorse drinking. You know. Um, anyway, <laughs> i just um, my pint. <laughs> yeah. No, we we've been together <laughs> now so no, no, drinking no, is really work. yes, and a bit. well remembered. I get told off. Actually, Adam had to put our anniversary date as the passcode. For our um, iPad, iPad to try and help me remember it, but I only remember our anniversary when I have iPad in front of me. Um, I'm rubbish. Really, I'm like everyone expects me to be like the one that wants the wedding, and but I'm. It's really. I made you do it, Princess Adam. Um, so yeah, but we've yeah we've been together now eight years, and we just got married, so that was good. Yay. Oh, yeah. Got rings next thing. I I really like how how you uh,
0: describe you 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 both meeting in your website. It's like this: Adam met Apple on a rainy day in Arking, Essex. What's Arking? Barking.
1: Barking. barking.
0: barking. Oh, sorry. So you have a typo on your webpage. <laughs> by a typo on a webpage. Uh,
3: after. <laughs> Does anyone have time to update it's it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the fantasy version of barking. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could All be per- barking. Per- at alternative
0: Essex. universe. <laughs> yeah. After exchanging a few rice at McDonald's, they decided to go out. Apple is currently on bail for charges of assault and theft in the tampon's ISIL. Yeah. Apple likes leopard print and shouting. Yeah. If she grows up, she wants to be really tanned.
1: Yeah.
0: I think anyone can relate right? to that.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. I um, sing a lot of songs about um, periods and vaginas. Um, some might say I have a bit of an obsession with it. Um, but I, I, not me. But I, I, I am because re- in the drag world we have this kind of thing. I don't know if it's the same here, but it's just it's this thing of like, ah, oh, that's funny. No, it's not. Breasts are funny. No, they're not. You know, vaginas are funny. No, like I mean, you, there's a thing of called punching up. You know, but punching down's not okay, and it's happening all the time. And I've been, and when I started going to shows and stuff, and I would see drag queens go on stage with a name that was some sort of acronym for a vagina but in a very derogatory sense. And then they do like, oh lesbians, letters, but you know, fish, all of this stuff has got to stop. Um, so yeah, so I, I you know I have a number that's basically starts that's me getting arrested for stealing tampons because it's a bloody crime. <laughs> <laughs> and that we have to pay for tampon taxes a bloody crime. It's awful isn't it I know. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, because I think that there are lots of things that we can, we can discuss a lot of things through comedy and through lightness um, and through song um, without getting really, really sort of aggressive and angry about it. And I actually think that it's a lot more effective to kind of make it it into a musical medley. So I have a whole vagina medley,
0: which I won't perform right now. (laughs) But does it ever happen that uh, uh, Drag King's, come up to you and say that well it's reserved for us like you're
3: a lady why would you play they wouldn't dare king? well i'm not a drag king so uh, <laughs> well no exactly, visually you're a, kind of playing that part I'm playing for no, a queen i mean no i'm a drag games? queen so a drag king is somebody that um typically yeah sorry drag queen yeah, yeah. drag. yeah a drag king is somebody that typically sort of performs deconstructs explores male yeah, we got, masculinity we got that bit we got that bit um, so a drag queen is somebody that does the same thing with so femininity so you should, should be what, accepted yeah now. there are there has been um, some people that are really sort of you know a while back that were really against afap um, drag queens but i think in the uk we're kind of we have past that london point. we're getting past that point. yeah actually no in london yeah
2: in east london
1: okay. but i think <laughs> i
2: think
3: most of the in time if they yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah we are in a bubble in london actually but i think if people it, do think it's uh, a lovely bubble come come visit the bubble i've never had anyone tell me to my face no they wouldn't dare. try it <laughs> i know <laughs> it really love. wouldn't last long
2: <laughs> that would be quite funny I'll get popcorn, I'll just be like... (laughs) Eight years, i have been living with that. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, um, I want to ask about makeup. So, you probably, like, how much time do you take to get ready? An hour, hour and a half? Sorry, about an hour, hour and a half? (laughs) Do you ever, like... So, uh, a show ends and then you're really tired, would you ever, like fall asleep without taking off your makeup? No, (laughs) of course (laughs) not.
3: Who would do that? It's really bad for your skin. He would it's, it's very rare that we do it but I mean because so, when you I get, bought really shit face wipes yeah though. Adam bought really rubbish face wipes the other day they're like really <laughs> eco and good for the planet really bad at taking makeup off Um i still got all but of I've your got I've off. got this habit of taking most of the things off and then I've got this beauty spot it's actually natural um, <laughs> then, then I like go around my face with them wake up and manage to remove everything and not the beauty spot it's really weird yeah um, There's always a patch here that I miss just the... but there have been shows I mean I'm sort of like doctor theatre I never have a day off if I'm ill I still do a show like I'm I never stop and we did our I think it was our fifth birthday for Boy Box mm, for had the flu. Fifth year. I had the flu and I went on stage and I was still singing a number and I was like <laughs> and I got home and I was so ill and I literally took the eyelashes off took the wigs off stripped butt naked and that was it Woke up the next day, looked like some sort of strange clown, um, had been in some it was so very funny. entertaining orgy. Like, um, pe- <laughs> I'd forgotten that it was on there. <laughs> it's
2: oh, terrifying. It's great, it's uh, don't, don't sleep with your makeup. I room. will have taken a photo of that, but I wasn't allowed <laughs> to post it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so,
2: yeah. No. So, I think once or twice, I've slept with my sideburns on and then they've just been mostly in my mouth when I <laughs> it out. It's kind of gross. It is my own hair from my head. From my head. From my what? head. Oh. Not from anywhere else. Okay. So it's my hair, and if it's it goes through my mouth. Right, it's zero right? waste. And it's Even. echo. Yeah. From my head. <laughs>
1: it's very really good.
2: It's just clarifying. People always ask, Am I, oh, it's my own hair. And they're like, ew. <laughs> like, from my head.
3: Why would people think that's so strange? Because,
2: that? because they want to think about gross things. I think they've chosen. It's like a thing, they're like, you're gross. Uh-huh. I'm going to grossify you.
3: Grossify.
2: To grossify. To grossify. To grossify. <laughs> you grossify. <laughs> they grossify.
0: How do, how do, how do you... How do, how do you... How do you limit yourselves
2: wearing your own...
1: On your face <laughs> yeah
2: that's not right? natural right no it's
0: not it's not natural it's makeup <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I'm also thinking especially since when I am gym then I'm looking at myself before I put on my wig and then later on and, and I'm thinking that you know it's uh, beforehand I never looked at at myself as a woman that I'm kind of playing a role. That it's just it's just a game, and uh, I'm putting a mask, and then I'm doing something. And beauty is also something that is just like it's just a game, and uh, and for me it was somehow very empowering actually, mm-hmm. because I think when many women kind of think about themselves as being ugly or beautiful or getting older or just you know, because we can look so differently.
1: Yeah.
0: And I find it really empowering that what you are doing.
3: Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely. I think that it it really is also because, actually, if we're exploring exploring feminine beauty with lots of inverted commas, um, I think that we're taking it back and we're using it in our own way. Because actually, it's something that's been kind of imposed upon us um you know i do my makeup on the tube and if anyone looks at me not like this but like if i go if i'm going (laughs) you know i have been known that you know when times (laughs) is hard um but like (laughs) but you know and i and i am like don't don't look at me because this is the way society has made us feel that we need to behave and if we feel empowered by slapping a load of makeup on them that's us for us to do and i think that it's great that you can that you can take that and have it for you because it shouldn't be about anyone else Unless it's for performance. Oh. <laughs> and, and for me, I kind of discovered I, I never wore makeup
2: before I did drag. I never, ever, ever, except when I went through my goth phase and then it was just lots of very dark <laughs> eyeliner. Uh, <laughs> we all were there, right? At some point. Yeah. But um, but just eyeliner. No. I never no. used fan. No.
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> Missing
2: out. <laughs> um I, never, I didn't even understand foundation. I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't see the point. Um, and it wasn't until I realized how just the tiniest, tiniest little change of a shadow or the position of an eyebrow or um, the thickness of a lip could change how someone perceives you. So for me, I'm kind of androgynous looking anyway. I'm a bit ambiguous anyway. The shift between how, whether, how I'm perceived, is, it's tiny. It's absolutely tiny. And I can look really, really feminine. And then I can look like this bloke. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it, for me it's like, actually when you take someone's, anyone's face, and you really look at what the difference is, it's minuscule. It's just absolutely infinitesimal, it's tiny. And I think it's, I think that's fascinating mm-hmm. for me, because I think that you can, I mean, some of these cosplayers that just, they, they go as like, Completely imaginary elf characters, or like I've seen people do Yoda and stuff, and it's like really accurate on their own face. Like it's amazing, it's just paint. Mm, amazing, it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh,
0: that's why I married you. Oh, man. So, but uh, so if your friends invite you to a party, uh, are they like, but just please don't wear that much makeup because all the other ladies will look like.
1: <laughs> no one's ugly. ever said that to you,
0: <laughs> no one has ever told
2: you not to wear makeup. Some people have asked us to come in drag, mm. to which we have replied, are you paying me? <laughs>
3: yeah. no <laughs> I don't wear so much makeup when I'm not doing drag. I think it's like a day off is like, get this stuff off, off my face. Um, so I never had anyone ask me not to wear makeup. Um, I've had asked people ask what, me to do them. They come drunk. Well, they wouldn't have to tell me because like we would never do it. Don't. we don't. Yeah, I mean, if if we finish like normally if we finish a gig then we'll jump in a cab and we'll go, unless unless it's really good booze. Unless there's some sort of after party or something or something really fun going on. Or oh, we need to meet people. But people tend to Split like it. us arriving like this rather than not. <laughs> uh-oh, have we come to a room full of people that don't know how
0: <laughs> to <laughs> no, that No, well, I was, I was thinking about this, like, if, uh, if I had you as friends, I would be either, like, super excited for you to come as, as much as possible in drag or, like, in, in, in panic about how I look myself. Oh. <laughs> but well, then it's... I would help you with your facial hair. Do you
1: look amazing. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you could cut
0: some of the hair off. We could do it. Yeah. Let's do it. And it. I could do a gray beard. It would be fantastic.
2: Would yeah. say that I'm a professor, right? Mhm. Yeah. Move you into East London and you could just live in Shoreditch and do like a cheesy pop-up thing and self-starter. Christmas yeah.
1: market. Christmas. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: That's only going to be
0: funny to a very
2: small group of people.
0: <laughs> and I also only took one week so I can't really afford I had brought it, brought it in London. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know when I'm coming back, so I really can't afford to make a beard out of it. Okay, that's a shame. <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll find a way. <laughs> That'll be very
2: funny. Yeah. Where, where, where were we with the question? I've completely forgotten. I'm just thinking <laughs> about your beard now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, so I've had people ask me not to come in drag from my family. So my, my family have said, oh, it's formal tonight. And I'll be like, oh, well, I'll wear a suit because for whatever reason I'm feeling quite masculine I'd rather wear a suit than a dress and they're like oh yes but don't come in drag and I'm a bit like why the fuck would I come in drag (laughs) (laughs) I'll wear a suit but I'm not going to come in come on it's like if you're a clown for a children's party and they were like oh we're
3: doing
1: (laughs) (laughs) just roll (laughs) up hello (laughs) (laughs) kids
3: but would you No! Ah! Don't worry, it didn't go in the, in the side cider. As brilliant. long as it didn't fall in the side end. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Right. But you wouldn't. I just don't
2: understand why people think of it as different. It's not different. It's just a character. I put this character on. I take it off
3: when I'm done. I don't do this at home. This is not funsies for me. This is a character. Adam says it's not funsies, but then I come home sometimes and Adam's in the middle of making something and I get greeted by things hopping down the corridor. Adam's a caterpillar hopping down the corridor and I'm like, this is our night. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of fun. It, you can't it deny is. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. But, it's, but, you know, but it's important that it's a lot of fun because, you know, <clears throat> Throughout the fun and the comedy and the humour, we are kind of we're discussing important stuff, mm. and whether we're doing it, you know, as a kind of gentle nuance, it's 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 the 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 kind of blood of what we're what we're discussing yeah. is is kind of important stuff. So I mean, we go to places. Not everywhere is so um, open. I mean, we're very lucky, and we actually say this to a lot of performers that we work with in London. In London, people are very ready to receive. Um, all kinds of cabaret and to talk about all kinds of things. But, you know, if we go outside of London and we go to, like, a gay bar in a different city that isn't perhaps um, as inclusive or progressive. as progressive, then we have a totally different experience. Mm. Um, but we still feel that it's important to, to always, you know, give a really great show, be really, really... Um, uh, be really approachable and um, do your best work because they might be the first people that you ever encounter you, so they, you might yeah. you might be yeah. the first you know afab cabaret artist we well yeah and you've got to kind of go out there and be like this is what we're doing because i think be a pioneer a, be an example be, be a yeah. pioneer be an example and i think there's a tendency also for people to want you to demonize yourself do you know what i mean there's this kind of feeling i think too often that um, that AFAB or non-binary trans, you know, people, um, the people that are not, you know, the patriarchy, basically within the queer world, um, within lots of, you know, angry people, people are really ready for you to jump into that box and be that person because then they can dismiss you instantly. Whereas if you, you can disarm people with kindness, um, generosity, um, positivity, you know, if you go forward with a positive message. Mm-hmm. You Gentleness, humour. Um you know yes the world is a difficult place to navigate right now but you know if if you you know sorry i'm all about the happy hero if anyone's ever that um but you know i really think that if you if you project positivity onto things and you and you are a a beacon then you know it's better than burning stuff down
2: mic drop (laughs) a little of pressure Mm. on you is it I think so. Be happy and smiley and approachable. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Hard. <laughs> 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 it is actually something. <laughs> Except, to be fair, no. Sometimes it can be quite hard work. And I think that, but I do think that it's important that you just you've got to keep going with that vein, which is why we created the characters that we created. Yeah. Yes, Apple is an alpha, and she's um, got venom in her, but she is still a likable, approachable, warm character who talks about love and acceptance, mm. and that's the main body of your work and adam yes he's beta but he's not a weakling he still brings love and joy and passion to everything that he does he just doesn't do it in an aggressive domineering way it's just an example of how men can be (laughs) many already are but not all men. But not <laughs> all men. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag
0: not all men. See, it works both ways there. <laughs> do you feel? Do you, so you you travel around Europe, I guess, quite a lot. Or yes,
1: yeah, <laughs> Yes. Because you
0: are very very popular, busy and busy <laughs> and celebrity. <Yeah>. Yes, <laughs> right. Okay. So, but do you, in a very small <laughs> community.
2: <laughs> king of tiddlywinks is that Ooh, yeah. so very Ooh. progressive sport very progressive sport. <laughs> do, we
3: know what do we know what tiddlywinks are when you have those tiny little, little counters and you press counters it, and you flick them flick wow we'll do this
2: later <laughs> <laughs> it's just got a different name here um, that's all okay it's, it's too hard i've already tried to describe to, to explain <laughs> the dark crystal it's because in okay. in in britain there is a little town called tiddlywink which I think is why we called it Tiddlywinks, but oh. that's not what everyone I even else know calls that.
3: It. Gosh, education this evening. It's called something else in most mm. places. Maybe no one ever plays it because it's a really pointless sport. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're pointless, darling. At all. No, I am. I'm totally pointless. We're <laughs> Loving it. Adam can't take a compliment. That was great. Well done. You really uh, diverted. Nailed back. it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get what's
0: happening. I was drinking my right. <laughs> you, cider. You made no, the right decision. Well, done. that was a geography quiz, I guess. Yes, uh, yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. We, we all scored travel
3: more around your country. We, all scored, really zero. we scored zero. We all scored all
0: zero. All us. Including us. <laughs> um. <laughs> but what I wanted to ask is, 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 does it ever happen that you don't feel safe? Oh, all the time. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Um,
2: certainly. I mean, I don't travel on any public transport, even in London, even in Hackney, in East London. I would not travel on public transport in drag on my own. I wouldn't risk that, not in a million years. I might, if I was with a large enough group of people, but for the most part, I'll either take it off, which is the cheaper option, or get an Uber. (laughs) But I just don't wanna, I don't wanna be in the firing line of that, I look too outrageously um and I understand that I read as male, but I ov- I obviously read as small and weak male. Sparkly. <laughs> Sparkly. A little bit flamboyant. <laughs> possibly camp. Camp is a word you might use. And that is a actually a vulner- very vulnerable position to be in, as we all know. Um so yeah that's not safe. That's not safe for me to travel like that, so I don't. But um Yeah, there's certainly gigs we've done in the past where we've felt that it's not been entirely safe Mm. for us. Mm. Um, I did a Pride recently where I did an after-party and I got sent to a pub for the after-party to do my set. And I went in there to do my set in a pink pearlescent suit that I really enjoyed. It's Pride. It's the middle of summer and it's hot and I'm wearing my pink pearlescent suit and I feel great and I've just done the daytime and it's wonderful. And I walked into a pub... Where well, they were showing the football. <laughs> <gasps> it was a, it, honestly, it was a room full of 40 plus straight men, all like arms folded on their beer bellies, clutching their pints, watching the football. I honestly shot myself. I honestly, I was like, oh shit, this is a straight pub. <laughs> and it was like, oh, they've not sent me somewhere safe, they've just sent me to a pub and the town had decided to to be inclusive that they were going to have uh, after parties in seven or eight different centralized pubs they weren't going to choose a safe space they were going to spread everyone amongst the normal population of the town <laughs> which was no <laughs> okay uh, yeah that was that was terrifying and you were on your own i was on my own you weren't even there all on my own they had no they didn't know what i needed like they had n- no sound person and no mic and no mic stand and they no idea that i was coming and what i was going to do
0: and you were like hello <laughs> <laughs> now shut down your tvs you don't actually need football you have me it's going to be so much better than yay football. pink i'm a unicorn yeah, yeah. precisely <laughs> yeah that was pretty
2: much how it was it was pretty much like that I mean, it was fine in the end. I did, um, I wore, uh, they warmed to me. We got there. And then I took all my clothes off and did the splits. And it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I survived. I went out the back. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> that. Someone choked on a chip, but it was fine. No, do you know what? <laughs> they did, to be honest, they did get it. And I was, I did bend the material so that it would... So that they were bent with it. Yeah. It wasn't you know, we they were aware that it was pride, so we did get there, but it did not feel in any way safe. No, not in
3: a million years. Mm. Whew. Scary day.
1: Mm. Mm
3: a survived! Yay! But but I think that you you've got to be ready to not always go into a kind of um, oh no, you can't just you know a, a ready-made atmosphere because some, so often you're in a you, you know you're preaching already to the converted when we're within you know queer community in London or you know coming here hopefully there's not anyone that hey no you all are quite friendly um, <laughs> uh, you know but 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 actually it's important to go to places that you know not aren't necessarily. not not anti what you're doing, they're just not used to it. And and likewise, you can't always have the expectation that somebody's gonna be ready for that. Mm. Or, Or ready, you know, I think there's a problem within, I think definitely the queer community sometimes that it is difficult because no, it shouldn't be our responsibility to go out and educate people. And it can be frustrating. But yet we do. When we are in these situations, we do have an opportunity to then educate people. If they don't then digest that and take that on board, then we can come yeah. back the next time. And go well. We actually already had this conversation. To meet them halfway. But I often have a lot of people speak to me that say, "I'm really, I'm really like not sure what how, you know what pronouns to use, about and you know, like, or what to do." in this. this they're asking. And if people are asking you, I think that it's kind of the re- the the best thing to do about it is is to. Is, It does take your time, and it's not necessarily your responsibility, but I think it's good to sort of impart knowledge where you can.
2: I actually think that as a drag artist, it is our responsibility. Mm. We're on the stage, we're standing at the front, we're waving our arms around and trying to get attention. You know, um, yes, it is my responsibility to help people and to teach people. I think it absolutely well, it's part, it's is. Totally it's part of the job. But, it's
3: part of the job. But I think, but I think for In, some for some trans people, for example, talking about trans stuff, people can find that quite emotionally labouring.
2: Oh yeah, no, it for can. Me, but if you're going to choose not the same, if you're going to choose some. to be on the stage though, then yeah, you've kind of bought that. You know, it's part of the job. Yeah. But I do. Um, oh, there was another thing I was going to say. It's gone. clean out of my head. Mm. Where's it gone? It'll come out later. Okay. No, I do think it's part of... That's what I was going to say. The stage is not a safe space. The stage is not ever a safe space. You, you present what you're presenting. It works or it doesn't work. The audience is your boss.
1: Mm.
2: They, they decide if you're good or if you're not. It doesn't matter how valuable you think your the work is. No one gives a shit about that. It's good or it's not good, and they will decide. Not even the producers or the managers or the or the bookers or or anything else. No, it's the audience, it's only the audience. And I think that sometimes with um, someone who's using art as um, a political platform, they forget that. They think, my message is really, really important, so everyone must swallow it. And it's like, well, actually, no, that's not the way around it works. (laughs) It actually works the other way around. You need to give them something they can swallow. If they can't swallow it, then you're doing it wrong.
1: Yeah, that's you can what she said. I
3: think. I think. Um, well, yeah. You, it's got to be part of a, of a meal with lots of different <laughs> with lots of different elements. You know what I mean? You can give something someone very something very bitter, uh, but you've, yeah, but give, if you still you've got, got to, to give you've got to something like with a bit of sugar afterwards. Like if if if. if, if I think, um, especially when you're trying to, I think this is more relevant because actually within the queer world, we, we can we can do we can do that. We can be put political. We can yeah. um, be more aggressive. But I think when you're approaching newer audiences who already feel slightly alienated, um, then you know, I mean, it's new for them because right, we're queer and we have to come out all the time and do different, you know, and and sometimes when you're sort of trying to. You're trying to educate, and and you're trying to show a, a way of living, or or show show a world that they might not know. Mm. So I think that when you when you approach different audiences, you've got to you've got to communicate with them differently. Yeah. So there, there's never one direct way of yeah. doing something. But in the end, it still has to be entertaining. But yeah, because but what but yeah. people, different people find different things entertaining. Yeah you can't. Some people are horrified when I do the Vagina mentally, and other people love it. I love that when they're horrified. We That's sang it in the, on the Southbank Centre um, for, for the... TEDx women in London. And we were like so we were like <laughs> TEDx women in London, we were like, what the hell are we don't We like back Huge. But there was a, a big South Bank Center. The person
2: who went on before us did a really impassioned speech about um, the lives of trans women. And it was extremely hard hitting and um, very, very raw and, and there were a lot of there was not basically not a dry iron house. Everybody was just, Wow, this is so important and it's great that they've included this for TEDx women and that it's not been like a horrible turfy bollocks. But um and it you know, that was it was really amazing. And we're, we're backstage going, Shit, shit, shit,
3: shit, shit And we just went out there and sang mm. Vaginas. No, we oh. went We went out singing Don't Stop Believing was our first number. Oh, God. Which is true. And we talked about, we talked about um, how important it is to be inclusive and how, you know, some people in the world have vaginas and stuff. Uh, and then we sang the vagina medley. And we were like, we were both from our period. And we were like, we are two blobs on a blob because there's a red blob on the floor for TEDx. Yeah, two blobs on our blob on the blob. And we were like, this is just amazing. But um, we were singing, you know, we were getting everybody because there's a moment in the song we go, um, where we get everyone to go vagina. It's and um, oh, what's <laughs> the song? These are a few of my. The, favourite things. These are a few song. of my favourite things that
1: start at the yeah. very <laughs> beginning.
3: Uh, anyway, yeah, then so we get line, everyone in the room, the whole room going vagina, vagina. I was I'm looking. Like, there's well, my parents. Yeah, your parents are singing. Vagina, vagina. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> And you know, like, in that instance, somebody put on Twitter something like, I didn't know how much I needed to sort of, you know, sing about vaginas today or something. And you're just like... <laughs> yes! Yes! One. So, one. But, you know, but, but equally something that's making, you know, something that might make some people feel very, very uncomfortable. Mm, I hope so. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well...
0: well the one thing about s- the women's stand-up is that what what we do before we start performing and uh, so I'm part of uh, of uh, like a uh, women's stand-up community. Uh, we put our hands together and we say, vagina,
1: vagina. Yeah.
3: like China,, Martina. You, no. and, uh, can, uh, we, can we swear? Are we allowed to swear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been swearing. Oh, yeah. I haven't been saying really bad words. This is a big word. Everyone knows what this means. But my favourite tongue twister to warm up is a punch in the cunt and a kick in the teeth. Ah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, like say, a... say that five oh, times yeah. in a row. A punch in the cunt and a kick in the teeth. Just Just really tricky. A punch in the cunt and a kick in the teeth. Just for teeth. your, uh, it's If really it's really ever cool. useful to you. It's for me to you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. That's very okay. generous.
0: But I'm <laughs> going to do that. But... <laughs> It's not, also it, not when that we started started this, <laughs> when we started When we started this, it was also something like new, that you are like standing with other women, and then you are holding hands and saying vagina. It seems like, well,, nothing special, but it's really something really special that you are just actually saying mm. this word out loud. And somehow when I started doing stand-up, I always found it really easy to say uh, "Dick." Yeah. But I somehow really, really found it really hard to stand on the stage and, and say out loudly, vagina. Should we all say it together now? Yes, I think so. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three.
1: Vagina. vagina. Oh,
0: I feel so much better.
2: <laughs> better. I want us now all to imagine male comedians, nervously standing in the back room,
3: holding hands. <laughs> like,
2: Penis. Penis.
1: Penis. No, no.
3: <laughs> Yeah. So, actually, actually Adam, yes. Adam was on a, a show in uh, England on um, in U- the UK on Channel 4 Lovely. called 100 Vaginas. So that was really interesting. That was really interesting. It just reminded me of that. Yeah. Because that whole programme um, was discussing um, people's people's shame when it comes down to their, you know, genitalia It was really, really interesting. I don't know if you can find it online, but it's very interesting programme to watch
2: it's kind of scary, actually, to do. Um, I identify as non-binary, so I don't really identify as a female. But I do identify with womanhood. I have a vagina, I get periods, I have that. That's my life, that's my body, that's how it works. So I'm, I'm kind of, I live in that world, but it's not what, if, it does, it's not what defines anyone. But it, it's not, I don't say, I'm a woman, and that's not my thing. It doesn't fit me otherwise. That's just the flesh sack that I happen to be wearing. Um, <laughs> and so it was quite it was difficult for me to have my photo taken and for that to be part of a book and a documentary series and to sit and talk about my experience as a non-binary person and talk about my experience having a vagina and also in, in association to my, my love life and that kind of thing and that kind of discussion. And that then being placed with stories about about rape about um, uh, about periods yes about about childbirth about genital mutilation and you know these really really dark really hard hitting really important but stories but also really empowering and just, and hu- but also hugely empowering yeah, yeah. so it was like this incredible journey that was just just fused with all this energy but also utterly terrifying thinking there is a book with a picture of my vagina in it that you can buy <laughs> and you don't know which one it is <laughs> you don't know who it is. it's not got a name so you, you'd have to know me to know which one it was <laughs> for about 10 minutes this will probably do actually you probably work it out get it out then, wow note-takes. that's just
1: awful <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it's not a thing that i massively feel particularly proud of so it's like it was like not not a comfortable place I think especially I think um yeah anyone who is non-binary or trans will know that that kind of area of their body is is not really a happy place um and it's not necessarily a comfortable thing so it was really a real strange dodge to go into that world but I'm super proud of it Mm, it
3: was good it was good
2: separate from drag though Mm. so thanks for bringing that up
3: oh
0: it was interesting yay mood (laughs) but uh, i'm really happy you actually you know brought this up because this is also one thing that i I read in one one of your interviews is that um you uh, earlier in your life you wanted to transition and then you find this kind of as another way how you can feel better about yourself and i thought it's um well, I'm, when, when I was reading that, I was actually thinking about homosexual propaganda. This is some, something that uh, uh, people say that, you know, this is what the LGBT community is doing in Eastern Europe. It's called homosexual propaganda. Is when you start speaking about these things, people start thinking they could be gay. So this is the reason why you, we shouldn't talk about trans people is that you know people will want to change their gender yeah so their sex. those people um, who want to change their gender will then in a way actually and Margaret and of Thatcher had a thing called it she called it section 28 yeah, no but in that. a way it, it works that way once you realize that there are different different paths in your life mm. uh, that might make you happy uh, so that, that it is a way how education, like, like the, the community that's educating all the other people and, and, and sex education and this so-called LGBT propaganda, this is how it works. It kind of um, gives people opportunity to see a different path. Gives people hope, is, what yeah. it is
2: So, I mean, you just mentioned it. I grew up under Section 28, which in the UK is a clause that was brought in in 1989, which is the year I started school. Shit, just gave my age away. And um, <laughs> oh, Well, whatever. I'm doing all right for it. Yeah. And, um, a lot, for I'm my, a lot younger. A lot, <laughs> for my entire school career, it was illegal for the school body or any authority, body of authority, um, to promote hom- homosexuality as a normal way of living. So you couldn't include it in sex education, you couldn't include it in um, any sort of lifestyle, anything all of the books that that talked about it were removed from schools it meant that if a bully chucked an insult at me across the classroom the teacher wouldn't even stop them from shouting because it was against the law for them to say it's okay for this person to be like that you can't say those things so they would err on the side of caution and just not say anything at all which meant that I was open for about two years at, at school secondary school for um daily abuse which would not, I would not be in any way protected by any of the rules of the school. So um, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> and it was through college as well and into university. And I understand that that's like, that's changed for us. That's fantastic, we got rid of it. Um, 2000, 2003 was the period we started to get rid of that stuff. And, um, and it's now not the case at all. And we now go into schools so that we do uh, drag queen story time. Um, we talk about um, queer bodies and queer the families, um, not queer sex at all why would anyone think that we just read stories it's kid stories so it's well-known kid stories like the hungry caterpillar and stuff like that you know it's not
3: anything yeah. to do we just ma- amazing queer books as well like oh yeah amazing kids really books. great with um people with two mums and
2: people with two dads and stuff like that and it's just very very basic because these are the kids right. they're going to go to school with so why shouldn't they understand that that's normal surely they should so um, yeah, no. This kind of this whole like protecting, this stopping people talking and stuff like the gay agenda mm. is what mm. we have, mm. and it's just like, what? No, I discovered drag at a time when I was discovering my identity because I was refused literature my whole childhood. I had no idea about trans bodies, non-binary bodies, about queer people, about queer I lives. Had no about. idea
3: about lesbians. Didn't even know Until- they existed. We didn't know why I was drawing, drawing naked bodies and things. That's later. <laughs> That's <laughs> but, we did it, but we didn't. But we didn't. We didn't have any education at all. We didn't have any, didn't have any information. So it wasn't something it was, that was a, an option. It was purposefully blocked from us. Mm. So we had
2: no idea. So when I discovered the idea of transness, I also discovered uh, drag. I came out at 14. I was starting to go to bars at... 18. 16. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Uh, No, because it was safer to be in the bars than it was on the street because it was the red light district, So they just said, we know you're underage, just drink Coca-Cola, you're fine. Um, So in gay bars, you could go in there underage quite a lot. So I started to go to bars when I was 16. I started to discover drag for the first time around that time. And I loved it as a performance art. It was a lot of fun. It was very glamorous. And then I understood transness and I started to sort of, I didn't have any education. So those things were sort of, they bled into each other and then I understood the differentiation and I didn't know that drag kings were a thing so I went well okay I'm gonna do I'm gonna think about this and be this and I'm like but that doesn't work either and then I started playing with imagery and concept and costume and created a character that I could step into and step out of And that, for me, just felt, the the non-permanency of it felt much more comfortable for me. Um, And then I found out what the term non-binary meant, and suddenly a light went on. And I was like, oh wow, finally, this makes sense. Um, But for, for the queer community now, when we're working in the drag king community now, there are a very large number of drag kings who start in a similar position to me, but actually discover their trans identity through drag, and, End up transitioning quite comfortably, and that's where they where they go with it. And it's and it's a journey of exploration, which is it's really beautiful. beneficial, really yeah, really beautiful. and
3: and also it means I think that it means that people can be empowered and informed and 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 can explore their their gender identity. We've had some wonderful um, relationships with performers um, over the years from running Boy Box now for over six years. Um, so, uh, you know, there, there's been some incredible forms of drag, you know, trans drag kings, non-binary drag kings. I think that the kind of, the, the situation is, I mean, homosexual propaganda, I mean, goodness, what a thing. Um, <laughs> what is that? Uh, I woke up this morning, that's what it is. I mean, personally, I'm having, <laughs> personally, I'm having a great time. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think that the thing about it is, is that I, you, you're never gonna stop people being who they are. and actually, by allowing people the avenues to openly explore explore that, then people are able to make informed decisions that are right for them. If you don't allow them, then that's when people make dangerous decisions. People have, um, you know, we, we know people that have had operations that, are, you know, that, that, are, that are not, you know, proper and things like that, because people know who they are. Mm. They, people just know who they are. And that's just not up for debate. And and this strange idea that, oh, what, we're, we're talking about trans people now more, so now everybody, I mean, gosh, that's a really difficult um, road to go down. And in actual fact, a lot of the institutions that be make that journey so incredibly difficult. Mm unnecessarily difficult I don't know what it's like over here but you know in the UK I know I mean I don't know personally I only know from what I hear but Minimum. I have no idea how how bad that how, how difficult that is for people but it's a really hard process yeah it's not something go. Like, oh well I will just have but you know no it's it's and it's, it's permanent it's a huge decision and um it can be an incredibly empowering and wonderful deci- you know we have a, fr- a friend who recently celebrated 10 years um you know, since since their, you know, surgeries, you know, and it's wonderful, but it's not easy. So I think this idea that people are just going to go, well, you know, I think actually we do need more positive non-binary role models. And I think we need to stop defunking that um, because I think that's something that's important. I think we also need more um, masculine presenting
2: female role models. I think it's not just about trans men and Mm non-binary AFAB. I think it's about Masculine presenting lesbians, dykes. We need more dykes. That's all yeah. we need, because I genuinely think that within our queer community, um, yes, we have the pool table, but we don't have, we don't have us in the media. We don't put um, a beautiful, masculine presenting lesbian at the front of the media. We think of that as. We, I, I don't know and for us We're we think of that as ugly it's the ugly little duckling yeah. you live at the back of the room if we want to promote a lesbian night we'll put two feminine women on the front of it you won't it's like come on and then you go to the gay bars and the feminine women are, are, are excluded completely which is yeah. it they can't even get you into some places no. which is insane um and i and i this i wrote a song about it yeah, it was quite fun and The separatist rubbish is insane but equally it's it's the only part of the queer community that is still utterly silent and completely, completely um, squashed and, and not seen and I think that the beauty of that world particularly um, the beauty beauty, not using that word lightly beauty of masculine presenting female people who identify as female who are masculine presenting I think we need to celebrate that way more I think it's hugely trodden on mm. i think it's really really vital yeah
3: because it's yeah absolutely i mean i think it's really interesting because from my relationship with you so often people have gone oh yeah but why don't you want to put a dress on and why don't you want to do this and why don't you? it's just not it's not the way for everybody and I, you know i can vouch for there are some incredibly um, obviously you dying but you know some incredibly beautiful people that are you know um yeah ma- ma- masculine presenting yeah. Non-binary, you know, trans, you, you know, whatever. You know, there, there's some beautiful humans that don't fit to I the binary. Come in or go out! <laughs> yeah, <way> out. <laughs> she did it. She did that. You she were all thinking that. it,
0: then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She will never come yeah, out of like her like home. No.
1: Um, come never. back in!
0: Go and give them a hug. Wait. Are
2: you doing it? Are you going to give them a hug?
3: Come in. Everybody's waiting Everybody's
0: for you. now me. waiting for you. Come in. There's <laughs> lots of room. Come, come in. Come in. Did you want to How come to the podcast? Or you just, you know, <laughs> we're looking for a friend no, who's for lost?
1: another thing. Come, come this in! This is really yeah. interesting. Ne- I think we're near <laughs> the end, aren't we? are
3: nearly yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. We're nearly done. You come in. You have on, to stay down. now. Oh. No joke. You don't. <laughs> you can leave. I, I'm, I'm being myself.
2: So Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Sure. Oh, that, that was, was an morning. example
3: of why some people think I'm a bitch. By the way, <laughs> sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then
0: she, 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 she gets hears Brexit and she's like, work. "Okay, no, no, I, I can't handle that
3: tomorrow." tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. No, don't stop it. Well, yeah, okay. So, is there a question from the audience?
2: I'm not surprised. We've covered quite a lot, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, this-
1: Yay! <laughs> um, I'm interested in the use of these terms you mentioned, aMab and aFab. So, if uh, uh, you mentioned that in response to um, a saying, "Well, male or female," so what would uh, what is the right term to use to someone who is? Uh, are these are these terms only reserved for people who have transitioned or who have changed?
2: No. So, um, aFab is someone who was assigned female at birth. Right. So, okay. if you're born with female genitalia, or if you were born with intersex genitalia and the doctors decided you should be female, which happens way more often than you'd think, um, you are assigned female at birth, so you're AFAB. If you then later discover yourself to be non-binary or trans, you're still technically AFAB, but you wouldn't associate with the idea of being a woman.
1: So, so what would the term to use be in that case?
2: Whatever they tell you.
1: <laughs> but to be
2: fair, they sort of fit inside the AFAB group. Yeah, um, yeah. then they probably don't feel massively comfortable about it. And they may not want people to know that.
3: So what the, what you're saying is that it's okay to ask. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I personally think if a person... I, I mean this is not I don't have the authority to speak on this really they everyone I'm sis, but yeah you, you know they is always really comfortable if you're in in UK and you're not sure how somebody identifies you can you know um, they them um, I think if somebody is clearly very purposefully presenting in one way or the other then I would tend to um, try unless not to you' are sure if you're not sure you say but if you if you can be quite sure because I think oh there's this really strange thing that happens when people are trying to sort of be polite um where they can misgender people and that can actually be really um, upsetting and uh, you know for for a a person that's trans and is is living in you know I, i think that can be really upsetting for them
2: this is going to sound really
3: odd but if you're worried about pronouns what i often find is
2: if someone i've not met says to me hi it's really nice to meet you what pronouns do you use and they say it really confidently, as if they say it to absolutely everyone, I say, oh, they, them, please. And they say, oh, great. And I say, thanks very much for asking. The end. Um, And then we all know. Um, If you go, by the way,
1: I'm not
2: sure.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Could <laughs> you help me? Because
3: I don't really... Because also, like, you know... Suddenly it becomes awkward. There are there are people that... that, <laughs> that I mean, there are people that transition that, um, you know, are AFAB, that have, trans, you know, transitioned and still... Uh, and, and, and then discover they, they are non-binary. So they're kind of... Not discover, but, you know, the, the kind of fabric of it, because obviously people are working things out. Yeah, you change throughout your whole life. Doing, and, the, you know, so I think... Um, I
1: think ask.
2: Good. But I mean, we're, to, we're not talking about pronouns necessarily, we're talking about the term AFAB or AMAB, so I'm thinking... Well, the whole point really is it shouldn't be relevant
1: mm. in the world.
0: But it is, isn't it? Because we're like...
1: Oh, yeah, this is the first time I heard it. Oh, so, right, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, it, actually, it was the first time I heard it as well. Okay. So, yeah, this and has think, been very educational. Yay! Thesaurus of queer terms. Yeah, no, but sometimes I think that it's, it's, um, well, of course, you know how hard is our life compared to trans people but then uh, but then i find it like it's just like such a minefield and uh, and especially especially in latvian language and then i remember so now i already have the afab and the mob A-mob? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's
1: not an
3: female as an male
0: as yeah. i yeah that thing and uh, <laughs> so it's like uh, there's again a new term and i really want to remember it, but if I don't have to use it, I'm gonna fucking forget about it. Mm. Great. Mm. Uh, But but I I, I also never would want to appear transphobic, but sometimes the things that I say, apparently are transphobic, and I'm like sometimes just so confused about how I can speak about these things and and, uh, not to kind of
3: appear. Mm Off. I think it's tricky because we, we, we kind of, I mean, I don't know what it's like here, but we're brought up in a society that is, govern, you know, it's a, it's a patriarchy. Like, we're all sort of systemically a lot of things. Um, and it's about understanding that in terms of your own privilege and kind of navigating that and just trying to do better. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that you can't wake up being... Woke. You've got to, you know, in terms of you know, your understanding of the world, um, there are some things we can never understand because we don't have the experience, but, you know, trying your best. Mm.
1: Um,
3: and I think having conversations with people is, is, is really important. Yeah. And, it, and if
2: it's a term that doesn't work for you, then don't, don't worry about it. I mean, to be fair, it, with, with the whole, a, we tend to use AFAB a lot more than AMAB. Yeah. But I think that um, in terms of AFAB, if I'm going to say, AFAB, if I'm going to make a statement like, AFAB people are born with less privilege in the world, then I'm including in that trans men, right? But if I say women are born with less privilege in the world, You're excluding. I'm excluding all non-binary and trans men. I'm just talking about women, cis women. So it's just a slightly more inclusive... See? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I like was
2: timed perfectly, <laughs> 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 comic timing of the click, so. um, yeah, yeah, but if it doesn't work for you, don't use it, yeah, yeah. question, uh, uh,
0: you, you mentioned education, quite, for some times, and uh, I'm working a lot with teenagers, and regarding sexuality, and gender, and identities, and so on, and teenagers are not a problem, like, adults are the main thing, mm. you know, <laughs> so, before coming here, we met with my dad, and and uh, there, where are you going? Where well, there's a drinking festival uh, in Latvia? And it's like, what is that? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this is the moment of education. So with, so the question is, <laughs> who, what to start in a in a situation like this when you know that the person might be, you know, with a good heart, but still, you know, post-Soviet uh, or Soviet time education and and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, everything else that comes along with that. What, we want
2: to start in this situation. Honestly, I get a lot of uh, young people speaking to me about how to approach their parents. And it, it's very common on Instagram that I'll get private messages from a total stranger okay. saying, I need to tell my parents that I want to be a drag king and I don't know how to stay. Um My thing is to say, to stress the theatre side. <laughs> it's to just lean really heavily on, it's a performance art, mm-hmm. um, and try and go, you know drag queens and start with something they understand, like Dame Edna Everidge or Lily Savage or a character that you would know to be a drag queen. Everyone knows this is a bloke that dresses up in a dress, even if it's really old school, even if it's really actually problematic. As long as they get the concept that it's a costume and a character and then go that way and be like, okay, it's sort of a costume character play where... The person is performing a particular gender, can often just, not the can one that it they were more born to,
3: and be like, um, so um, drag is an empowering um, performance art um, that discusses LGBTQI plus um, issues. Yeah. Um, they're like queer superheroes. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean. Yeah, but it's but you need to lean on the. I would say lean on the it's theater side yeah, rather than lean on the queer
2: identity side. Lean on the theater side. Be like it's performance, it's comedy, it's music, it's cabaret, it's fun, it's entertaining, it's enlightening. It is also political, but like less of the agenda, more of the funsies. and then it can make a lot more sense if you're like it's like a character, it's like it's like this, you know, and then name a famous drag queen.
3: Or and pantomime, often that's do a new, you, much that, easier you, way to go do through. You or panto? Panto. Do you have pantomime? So drag has been in panto for ages. It's hugely no it, problematic panto. No <laughs> said by Peter Pan. That's a drag king so often. Peter Pan. Right? The principal boy should be a woman. Why not? Be Why? That's not scary. That's great, you know? Mm. Same.
2: Yeah, that's the way I always say to go. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm like a clown. I do a, I do a show. I wear a costume. <laughs> And then, if it's to do with their own personal gender identity, that's actually another discussion. Mm. Like, it's like another whole different planet, really. But it's a way in.
1: Thank you.
0: No worries. <laughs> you. Uh, there's one there, and then. Uh, can you plan on going uh, to the club? It's an uh, LGBT club,
1: the only one. Yeah. Where? Do they sell alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> As- and yes. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> that was, um, I was
2: thinking maybe I would go, but I haven't planned on going. So maybe I would go today. Who's going today? Hands up, anyone? Maybe. Anyone else? If we go, ah. if we go, who's going today? are no. yes. going, going. Oh. you're gonna go. Yeah. Should we go? Is it we, far? No. I am not going dressed like this on my own. So. I'm going to get
1: get in my
0: drags and yes.
2: Absolutely. Great.
0: It opens
2: we're at nine. Oh, okay. We're
0: oh, in right. a tree. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're all going. Just, yeah. Cool. Yeah, great. We're all going. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. That's a really cool question. I think it should be used in all discussions. All like, it's, it's like all the men sitting yes and the political system in Latvia is uh, really serious. And then someone's like, is anyone going to a
1: party? And I'm just like, hell yeah.
3: <laughs> this should be it. So. <laughs> the, the the, and and to do that, the end of every We've absolutely like loved being Riga. So thank Metro so much for making this happen. It's been absolutely amazing. We had a really really interesting time to get today because I'm going to go, a go little, into it really. A little, no, because yeah. we went to um, the Museum of Occupation. and We felt yeah, we really did interesting. I'm really interested to understand. I know it's not my, <laughs> but how the kind of <laughs> occupation we and again? oppression has affected like queer mm. rights women's rights like is is, because this is not you've not had independence for a long time and you've had some kind of quite oppressive scary people in charge some scary shit I just
2: I was just I mean I don't know it's the shorthand it's the shorthand it's It's scary shit
0: no so of course of course uh, so there is this one really great book by which is written by Rita Rudusha, which is about the LGBT community during the Soviet times and it's mostly stories are by men and of course there was this Kind of expectation that men has, have to be masculine. So anyone who was uh, not masculine had problems. Yeah, and uh, um, and then there, you know, there were no, of course, you know, gay clubs, etc. So they had to organize their meetings in public toilets, and uh, and just you know, overall, being afraid that uh, uh, secret services will find out that they exist and they will be sent to, to a prison or something. So I, I think overall that it was fear uh, and, uh, and mostly I think fear of physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and about women it's really interesting because uh, there are these, um, for example not so recently there was this one research about women during Soviet times and, and the conclusion of that was that women during Soviet times had more sex than women do today, and so they were exploring what, how did this happen, and and uh, one of the reasons was that uh, they had, so, for example, there were uh, kindergartens where you could leave your child for a week, and... <laughs> It's nice for your sex life, obviously. And uh, for the kid. Yeah, shit for the kid. But I mean,
1: priorities. And,
0: uh, <laughs> Make more but, kids. Well, there, there is, of course, you know, uh, when, when we talk about feminism uh, today here in Latvia, there, there's, you know, some, some, someone might respond that, you know, well, of course, women's rights were a priority during the Soviet times because a woman could be anything. They could, you know, travel to space they could like work in coal mines, so they could do anything uh, that a man can do. And uh, so, you know, so we, don't need, so we don't need feminism because we already had it during Soviet times and look how Soviet times were really bad, so we don't need feminism now. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of a twist. I'm because oh, uh,
2: really? it was the women doing things that they're good at that, that made it really bad. But, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's, okay. it's also, it's of also course, oh, okay. connected to the. To the uh, so, but there, there are some kind of positive things. For example, the teachers that are teaching at schools today are the teachers who are used to that, you know, girls are smart and bright, they can do maths, not only literature, and they have lit, like lived in a community where like women do stuff like and it was like always you know, on in the UK, in,
2: it's still very much girls are shit at maths and yeah. science they actually like it's you know girls are brought up to believe that they'll never be good at maths and science genuinely and if they are they're looked at as weird I think
3: it's I, th- I, think I think that's a bit changing, a
1: little
3: know? bit i mean i know very much you know oh gosh can you can't massive <laughs> um, so the the thing, yeah. i mean it, it, the people's expectations are incredibly binary like oh you know you'll be lovely at home economics go and, go <laughs> and sew me a cushion <laughs> dear give, give me that give me that <laughs> but but gen- okay i'm gonna can, i'm going
2: there now so before i did drag i worked in construction And I was very much told that I wouldn't be able to lift that or do those things or work a hand drill and those things, like literally how can you even? And I'm like, Jesus, it's a a fucking electrical machine. You show me where the on button is, I'll be fine. I can work many things with an on button. And, um, (laughs) And it's, but come on, it's not that, they're designed to fit into the human hand. And they're designed to be lifted by a human being. They're designed to work for your. I mean, yes, it would be better if my hands were slightly bigger and I was a little bit taller. But we're talking or about they made them less or they made slight, you know, sexistly. or less. Yeah, and don't <laughs> go, don't give me a drill made with a pink case. Piss off. <laughs> Come on. I did have one that had a pink case, and it was the hardest one on site. I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can't do that screw. I'll get it for
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> Hammer drill. I love. I love the fact, you know, actually, this is like <laughs> something that's in our lives. Like, I'm very kind of, I'm really good at doing all the admin emails. I can't of change stuff. a light bulb. I can't change a light bulb. Um, I think it's because I was told that I couldn't. This is what I'm getting um, at. I'm, this I'm, is this you know, is what I'm getting at. I know that I'm very strong, um, as uh, Metro will know, as something I've embraced with the suitcases. Um, but, like, uh, you know, I. She I, can lift me. Yeah, Easy. I'm really strong, But but I've been made to feel that I can't. Do things, but what's really funny is we'll go around to someone's house for dinner, like having um, this friend who's this really—he's—he's a doctor, wonderful doctor, and um, he's incredibly. This is he a gynecologist, tactical, yeah. Um, anyway, we went round and he'd managed to somehow lock I think, himself in I the think bedroom. Locked himself in the bedroom, and it just so happened, I was like, oh, Jen will be—you know—you'll be able to get him out, and like you know, like literally two minutes later, <laughs> it was like. <laughs> So um,
2: <laughs> I needed an Allen key to fix the problem, right, because the grub screw had fallen out of the the bottom of the handle. And if you know anything about basic mechanism of a handle is that there's a bar that goes through the middle of it's square and there's a tiny little screw that goes in somewhere hidden um, with an Allen key and it pins the bar into the handle so that when you turn it the bar turns with the handle and if that screw falls out you turn the handle and it just goes round and round right. so the screw had Education. just it. it's Education. It's, it's simple, it's really simple, it's very basic we'll put a diagram on the podcast, we won't we will. Um, <laughs> so the screw had just come out a bit because over time it just worked its way out so I was like oh I can fix that and then I went oh there's no way I'm going to have an Allen key and then I looked in my <laughs> handbag <laughs> and I had a full set a full set of used keys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs>
2: like who does that? Who goes to dinner with a gynecologist and takes a full set of keys? Like, what what was I even thinking? Anyway, I pulled out the relevant um Allen key and I did up the grub screw and I undid the door and he was like, Wow You've done magic, and then he paid for dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh so funny. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. yeah. There was this one last, last, question. Question. last
2: question. What were your fir- first thoughts when you got the email from Matt inviting you to um, uh We were delighted and amazed and excited and all of those things at once.
3: That's a thing. You can have that in a cocktail, I've had. Do it in a facial expression.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's
3: nice that's nice we we love to um travel we're both really passionate about like connecting with um communities um especially connecting with um you know queer afab uh, but also all people um, and we love to educate ourselves um and experience different things mm. um so this has been a wonderful opportunity yeah. for us because it's getting to sort of do what we do and explore and, and um, meet all of your lovely faces. And lunch was nice. brilliant. I mean, I had lovely lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. No, that has been
2: great. Delighted. Over the moon. I'm going to say that, that next year, when you do it, because it's not an if, it's a when, you had to bring lots of other drag kings as well. Right? Yep. So the drag king festival of Latvia becomes the drag king festival of the world. Oh, my oh.
1: Make it happen. <laughs> you particularly.
2: You particularly. Yep, yep. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Have
2: we got there? <laughs> we got <laughs> ran over a bit. Slightly. Oh, well, that's you. No, that's
0: me. Yeah. Oh, okay. that's, I think that's, that's you both, but dip. definitely not me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so I, a round of applause. Thank <laughs> you.
2: done it we've done it yeah right piss up then
0: eh <laughs> <laughs> oh we should take a picture with you oh both.
2: god
3: we have to do a oh, selfie self? yeah right so
0: so we can see the audience right yeah
3: yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. um okay. should i
2: accidentally do a live on my instagram
1: quickly no